I'm Zach Bohannon. I make my living telling stories, but I'm also a metalhead, retired drummer, avid gamer, and most importantly, a loving husband and father. Join me each week as I sit down with a fellow dad and discuss balancing a creative life with family, careers, hobbies, and all the other things guys love. This is the Creator Dad Podcast. Dude, what is going on? Long time no see. Yeah, man. It's been, uh, like we just said, I think like over 10 years, which is uh, pretty crazy. I know, um, man. It's it's nuts. Like, it's crazy to think of it. But, but, and here's what's really like, I, I literally just thought about this as you said that. So we haven't seen each other now in I think 10 or 11 years. Mm-hmm. And then if my math is right, it was almost the same length of time before that. <laughs> like since we'd seen each other when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Cause I think uh, the last time I saw you was, uh, so you moved away and I like, moved away what, ninth and, grade or no earlier than that after my seventh oh, grade year. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I moved, I moved from Oklahoma in the summer of 98, I think we moved. Oh, wow. So like before, right before I turned 14. Wow. Yeah. And then That's we saw it. So it was just about the same because then we saw each other in yeah. 2009 and now it's <clears throat> <Wow>. 2011. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think about dude, that we're almost 40. <laughs> yeah. And, it's and, really crazy. Yeah. And we've seen each other one time since we were, you know, 13 or four, you're a year older than me. So like yeah, 13 to, or 14. So it's so, it's I need so to change that. <laughs> I know, man, I, I keep, I keep, uh, I know over the last, like, I don't know, eight years or so, we keep talking about going to a hockey game, but yeah, <laughs> we just need, yeah. we just need to do it. We just need to make it happen. We just need to make it happen. Yes. Whether I, I, I want to try to talk you into coming here, but I, will I honestly, I, I would love to, I've, I've been to Nashville one time in my life and it was, uh, for maybe like two days and it was there was so much more I wanted to do there um and uh didn't get a chance to but I'd I'd love to I'd love to come to Tennessee it's awesome man and I'll tell you it is a um it is a super fun arena to see a hockey game in like really really underrated I actually when I was there um I was in the arena for uh some type of conference thing (laughs) and uh i was like man i wish i was at a hockey game instead (laughs) (laughs) even even since the time so i moved here in 2007 and even since then like the fans were not that great when i first moved here like they didn't Mm -hmm. really know the rules and it was just i don't know like the titans were the thing but as i moved the I would say the Predators are pretty much like neck and neck with the Titans as far as popularity now. That's awesome. And and the fans, especially after the Cup run a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, they it's it's been it's a really fun place. And then um, I, I'm sure you like this year we're getting an outdoor game. So oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're playing at that. Nissan Stadium where the Titans play. They're playing the Lightning. So dude. Um, one one of my one of my really good friends is a, is a Lightning fan who used to live here but lives in Tampa now. And as soon as tickets were on sale, he hit me up and was like, "Dude, I'm buying us tickets." I was like, "Okay, yeah, so, yeah." So yeah, we did that. Uh, we we went to the um, Denver Winter right? Classic. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, we went to the the one in Denver. Um, I think that was like 2017, maybe. It was the uh, the Wings and Avalanche, which was super cool. 
um, one of my one of my best friends here is from uh, Michigan, and so he's a big big Wings fan. Um, as a matter of fact, we're going to the Wings Stars game uh, coming up here in November. Nice. So we've kind of made a yearly yearly habit out of going to that. But what I was going to say is uh, we went to the Winter Classic in uh, uh, was it twenty twenty? It was the beginning. Yeah. It was right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. The the Stars and, and Predators. And yeah. um, I'm so I, close I to go. Oh man, it was, it was so cool. Um, just the, the atmosphere that they put on and, and, you know, everything that goes into it. And it was, you know, so many people there and so loud and it, it was cool. I'm glad it was, <laughs> we squeezed it in right before COVID hit. Yeah. Right before it was. I, so I know, I know several people from here that went and mm-hmm. Preds fans. And the only reason I didn't go was because I, me and Jay had authors on a train riding retreat in California, like two weeks later. So mm-hmm. I couldn't justify um, mm-hmm. going out of town that close together, having like a kid in school and, and stuff. Sure, so, sure. Um, but what's funny, I think I told you this in an email, you probably forgot, but um, so that was January 1st, 2020 on January 1st, 2000, I was in the cotton bowl for the cotton bowl football. Game. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when Texas lost to Arkansas and oh, it was, wow. and it was the first, it was actually, if I remember right, it was at 11 in the morning and it was the first sporting event of the two thousands. And what's crazy wow. is you got to remember everyone was freaked out about Y2K. Yes. So yeah, we didn't even that. know if we, if we were going to be going to a football yeah. game or not. Right, right, right. Oh my but gosh. It was, That's so funny. But I was bummed I wasn't there because it would have been literally 20 years to the day since I'd been in that arena. Wow. Or that, that been stadium. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I almost didn't make it. I, uh, one of my best friends, his wife was, was pregnant at the time and uh, we had bought tickets and he wasn't able to go. I finally found another friend that was going to be able to go. And uh, he, like all of a sudden that morning we were going to drive up and go and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I was like, I just drove to his house. I drove to his house and like knocked on his door and woke him up. And I was like, dude, I've got these tickets. Like, let's go to this hockey game. (laughs) And he was like, my, I didn't hear my alarm. And so he jumped in the car and luckily we, we made it, but it was, uh, it was definitely worth the trip. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, even for anyone that's just just a sports fan, um, going to one of those outdoor games is just a unique experience. Yeah, I'm stoked about it, man. Like I'm the it'll be fun. It'll be fun going to the game here. It's mm-hmm. like it's near the end of February, so it'll probably be like 60 degrees here or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it'll be the ice doesn't melt. It'll 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 be it'll be fun though. So yeah, that'll be cool. <laughs> Dude, so I was me and Jay were in a uh we're in a hotel room last week and, uh, and, and I, I told him I was doing this, we were talking about this podcast and I told him I was doing this with you and I, I was telling him about how we met. Do you remember how we met? Um, it's the dumbest story ever. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember something about a Ninja Turtles bike. <laughs> Is that right? So, so I, I don't remember if it was Ninja Turtles, but it's definitely a Huffy. Um, yeah. and it may have been Ninja Turtles, but like, yeah, and it had like a, ra- a stereo on it or something. Uh, I don't know right? if it was that bougie. <laughs> I don't remember that, but, but what it, what it did has, so I'd been living, I was nine years old and we just moved to our house down the street from your, where your parents are. And, mm-hmm. uh, are you, and, uh, I, I, my, I mean, we were, I think my parents were unpacking. I like rode that bike down the street and, um, 
I was sitting there and you came up behind me and was like, what's up, Zach? <laughs> and, <laughs> I know and I was name? like, and I go, how the hell did he know my name? Well, I had a license plate that said oh, Zachary. Oh, oh. That's what you're probably thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> that could and, be, and, that could be it. And I was so aloof that I was just like, how the hell did you know my name? And then we, <laughs> so you were the first person I met there. And then I can't remember if it was that day or like the next day, but you, like you and some of the other guys neighborhood, like jumped out of a bush and were like, the Cowboys suck. And I got like all upset <laughs> and <Cowboys felt>, bullied. <laughs> but I'm actually a Cowboys fan. That's so funny. That's what's funny. Yeah. Which I, you probably were at the time, but you, I think y'all were just messing with me. And of course, yeah, you know, your neighbors, the Swains were like huge oh, Steelers fans. Yeah. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Yeah. They were from Pittsburgh. So yeah, that's so funny. But oh yeah, it was, I, I just, I love that story so much. Cause I'm just like, that's so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like what's up zach and i'm just like what how the hell did that dude know what, my how name did you, this guy's, yeah how this guy know my name That's it was so so, man those were those were such good times though just like going like pl- I mean, we played hockey in the street almost every freaking day it felt like every day yeah um i talk about it quite a bit um <laughs> now that now that theo's born i have uh um, like a little hockey, little knee hockey set. I have one of those for me and Haley. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, I just tell my wife, Katie, about, you know, growing up and like literally every single day we'd get off the bus, go home, put skates on and get the hockey goals out and play hockey till the sun went down. You yeah. Know, it was like every day. It was, it was fun, man. It was, you know, some of the best memories of my childhood is, you know, playing hockey and just running around the neighborhood and you know there was a lot of kids there and I think that was um you know um, it's what made the neighborhood you know being able to ride your bike everywhere and play hockey and you know I mean I remember we had we had enough kids to play like full-on like yeah. sometimes like full-on five-on-five hockey games right we in the, did. Of the street yeah, right there were there were the times street. where we had people like just sitting on the curb waiting to come in the game. Yeah, yeah, we had like a bench. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had totally had a bench. You know, yeah. it was uh yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Like we it, it was those were some fun fun times and it, like yeah. you know, it all started too with your mom taking us to see Mighty Ducks. Yeah. You know, in yeah. her Cadillac. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah, we, it's funny when people ask me, you know, um or whatever it'll come up a conversation that I've played hockey you know most of my most of my life and they're like you know the first thing they say is where where are you from yeah you know, and I'm like I'm I get that from here yeah. yeah yeah I'm like I'm from here and they're like really and they're like what you know what got you into hockey and I'm like honestly mighty ducks like yeah. you know it hit hit at the right age and um and then of course the the Tulsa Oilers came back to town right at that yeah. same time so it was just there was kind of just this influx of hockey presence out of nowhere you know and yeah it's, um, I, it, was like, no, do that. I get asked the same thing people ask me where i grew up when I, i'll say well i started playing oklahoma and they're like well how? i think it was a perfect storm of things like i think mm-hmm. that you mentioned the oilers that was a big thing the mighty ducks was huge but also you know the stars moving from minnesota to dallas was a big deal right right like, yeah because c- that put an nhl team only five hours from, from mm-hmm. us and mm-hmm. I remember my first time seeing them play was in Oklahoma city. They did a, they played okay. an exhibition game against uh, the, the blues. 
and, oh, okay. and my dad took me down there and that was only a couple hours mm-hmm. and uh but but yeah dude we we played all the time like mm-hmm. you know of course me and you were in leagues and stuff and, yeah um yeah. like I, when i was kind of reflecting on things the other day it's funny like you would think that the first memory that would come up when I think about us playing would be the, that time we won that indoor roller hockey championship mm-hmm. against that team mm-hmm. that had screwed us before. Right. And, uh, yeah. I definitely think about that, but I, the, 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 uh, the memory that really comes up is I think about this one time where we were playing at that outdoor rink and you threw me the most nasty, like no look pass and I, and I was playing defense and I just one timed it like right over the goalie's glove hand shoulder. And it was, it was probably the best shot I've ever taken in my life. And nice. uh, I don't, it was one of those things where it just connected perfectly. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. Funny. That's awesome. Well, it's what happens when you play in the street all day, you know, yeah. it's like you, you know, you uh, practice makes perfect so you brought up like kind of bringing things around and and because i don't know how much people want to hear about all our childhood memories but sure. it's fun for us so for whatever right, like, and right. i'm doing whatever i want with this podcast but like one one interesting thing you brought up is you know you talked about um how we would just go everywhere like i mean we would be and i remember when i was a little older um and, and would obviously still hang out with you guys and play hockey but when i got more into like the aggressive inline skating which how mm-hmm. 90s is that i mean mm-hmm. me and some of the guys i did that with i mean we would just take off and i mean we'd be going like down memorial and mingo and like, right going, right and, and 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 my my mom's only rule to me was like she, and this how this is gonna sound we're already talking about rollerblades now we're gonna be talking about uh her only rule was you better be five minutes from a payphone if I beep you on your pager. <laughs> I forgot you did have a pager. <laughs> I totally had a pager. And, oh my uh, gosh. And, um, and, and, but it's funny how, like, I think now, and Haley, you know, you're, uh, how old's Theo now? He's a year and a half. That's what I thought. I knew he was under two. I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I still have funny. I still have y'all's Christmas card over here, actually, on my white oh, nice. <laughs> that, that y'all sent with the three of you guys. But um, but uh, yeah, Haley just she just turned seven in July, and so she's getting kind of up to mm-hmm. that age where it's like, mm-hmm. but it's it's funny because parents just don't do that now. Just like don't right. let their kids just go. Right. Know? Right. And yeah. and for me, I'm like. If one big reason I'm hesitant about it is because our neighborhood doesn't have sidewalks, which is, mm-hmm. which pisses me off because I hate yeah. how, um, why can't neighborhoods have sidewalks now? It seems yeah. that so it, many of them every, don't. Right. But beyond that, I'm like, it's just funny. And what my theory is, and I'm just, I'm curious, like what your thoughts are. And I mean, you, your, your son's probably not old enough to where you've really thought about this, but like, I don't think the world is that much worse of a place if at all than it used to be i just think we're so much more connected and hear about more bad stuff i i agree with that um (laughs) i yeah i feel like as humans (laughs) you know we we've we've been behaving probably very similarly for the past hundreds of years um i think it's just we're all so connected now you know especially with the um you know, the, the, the invention of social media and how, you know, quickly we get information with our phones and stuff like that. You know, it's like, I think we're all, I think we're all anxious and, and scared more than we used to be. And I think it just, 
you know, it, it, it's kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a way of life now. I think we all are just a lot more hesitant because we, we hear a lot more of the bad things that are going on. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel the same way, you know, especially, and I've always wondered, is it because I had my first kid when I was a little bit older? So does, is that why I feel more protective? Um, but, but yeah, you know, thinking about when we were kids and, and the stuff that we used to do and then trying to imagine, you know, Theo doing those types of things, it just seems a lot more scary, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm trying to, and, and it's so funny because I've, I've really spent a lot of time thinking about this and trying to figure out why. And I, I, I really feel like we nailed on it. I think it's just the connection because it's not like, mm-hmm. it's not like in 1995 and 94, when the time we're talking about that kids weren't getting kidnapped and kids weren't, getting, sure. you know, like all yeah. this stuff wasn't happening. But right. again, we just didn't, it just, you couldn't go on Facebook or TikTok or any of these platforms and instantly mm-hmm. see like mm-hmm. a story from, you know, Boise, Idaho of some kid having something happen. Like you just, we just didn't have that. Right. And, but, but what I think of, I think about, you know, I mean, you and I are sitting here, you know, however many years later, you know, I mean, talking about these fond childhood memories that we had of us Mm -hmm. just being out, out and Mm -hmm. and just going. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't want Haley necessarily to miss out on that. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I think the same thing. And, and, you know, we've got, um, a lot of kids in our neighborhood and, um, I, I see quite a bit of them out, you know, riding bikes and, um, playing and stuff outside. And so it's kind of, it's kind of been encouraging to see that. I don't obviously get to (laughs) look into many other neighborhoods and see what other neighborhoods and kids are doing and stuff, but I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things that's just really crucial for a kid and their development is to, you know, be outside and play and kind of feel, feel that freedom to not, you know, be able to um, interact with other kids and and do things and push the boundaries a little bit, you know, it kind of, you know, cause that's what Theo's doing right now. He's almost two years old and it's like everything that that he wants to do he wants to push the boundaries on it you know oh, yeah just <laughs> like he wants to he wants to hang off the staircase and he wants to you know stand up on furniture and do you know all that kind of stuff um you know and in some ways that's what we were doing when we were younger you know we were we were going to parts of the neighborhood we probably weren't supposed to go to and, oh yeah you know doing you know doing all those types of things so yeah i think there's there's some healthy you know um boundaries that you can set but also you want to give your kids the opportunity to you know live their life and be free and not be so overly protected you know and overly protective with them so yeah I, I I completely agree though you know I think it's I think it's really just the fear that we feel from how much information that we we get <laughs> you know overloaded with yeah so, so what, you, you know, you kind of mentioned you, uh, um, you came in late to being a dad. I mean, and I kind of did too. I mean, Haley was born a week after my 30th birthday, which is not, I mean, that's not super old, but like, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people have kids in their twenties and stuff like that. And sure. you were in your mid thirties. So, I mean, mm-hmm. um, but so I don't know, man, like, how's it been being a dad? 
Um, it's been, it's been pretty awesome. Um, it, it, you know, it was really like the, the, the pregnancy part of it was, was great. I mean, towards the end, it's scary for anyone, right? You're just yeah. kind of like on pins and needles. Um, and actually he was a funny, funny story real quick. Um, when, uh, we were at, uh, one of Katie's doctor's appointments, he was like, do y'all want to know the gender? And uh, we were like, yeah, sure, of course. And we weren't sure if we wanted to do like a gender reveal thing. Um, and we had some friends that kind of talked us into it. They were like, just do it. You'll regret it if you don't. And, you know, they were like, it's not about you. It's about, it's about the baby. And we're like, all right, fine. So uh, we bought these like exploding golf balls and gave the, gave the gender envelope to a good friend. And we, so we did the whole, the whole party and everything. And so I, uh, I hit the golf ball and it was pink. <laughs> and so we thought we were having a girl oh, no. and, um, literally, um, three days later, we went in for another checkup and, uh, he's, you know, doing the whole ultrasound thing and looking and stuff. And he was just kind of being kind of quiet. He was kind of just focused in on this one spot. And I was just like, I could, see, I mean, I can see what he's seeing. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? And, uh, he, he goes, he goes, um, he goes, did you guys have a gender reveal yet? And I was just like, Oh, I know where he's going with this. And, uh, and, and we're like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, and I told he he was like, okay. He's like, I gave you the the envelope and everything. And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay. And he was like, well, he was like, this right here, he's like, that's a scrotum. So he was like, you're having a boy. <laughs> I was like, all right, well. So I luckily had the 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 golf ball set that I bought on Amazon. It comes with one pink ball and one blue ball. So I had a blue golf ball. And so we just had, I had Katie video it and I hit it and it was blue. And we like texted it out to everybody that was at the party. Um, and so, yeah, he was, he was a boy. Um, but uh, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. So that was, um, you know, uh, I guess kind of a switch in your mentality. You think you're having a girl. I mean, luckily it was only for like three or four days. Um, and then, uh, he was actually born on my birthday, which was pretty cool. Um, awesome. but we named him John Theo Diggs and mine's John Kendall Diggs. And so now it's just caused all these problems. Like if you're, if you're, if your son's born on the same day, don't give him your same name because like <laughs> the mail, the, like insurance companies, they're just it just creates problems. Um, yeah, I I there I thought Haley was going to be born possibly on my birthday. Like it was. Oh really? Yeah, because yeah. her her due date was the fifth of July, and my birthday is the second. Mm-hmm. And uh, and but she ended up being born on the eleventh, so ended up coming a little bit later. But yeah. But I was like, I was kind of pulling for it because it was funny because um, Kat and I had talked about um, when we were talking about having kids, it was kind of an unspoken thing that like by the time I was 30, I wanted to be a dad. So it mm-hmm. literally happened a week after it just would have been wow. funny if it would happen on my 30th. <laughs> yeah, it would have. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Right. But it, uh, yeah, it, it didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's neat that, you know, he was, he was born on my birthday. It's, um, you know, it's really cool to share that. And I think the the craziest thing is, so far in parenthood was, was really just COVID. Um, mm, yeah. Cause it was, we were, 
<clears throat> we were in the hospital like two weeks before the whole the whole lockdown thing. Um, and and funny enough, or maybe not funny enough, my parents weren't able to come up to the hospital because they had the quote unquote flu. Um, and, and so I don't know if they had, I mean, they could have had COVID, but I'm sure it was probably pretty present in the hospital at the time. And we just didn't know it, but, um, but yeah, those first, those first few months, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy trying to like navigate through those first couple months of having an infant and not being able to have anyone over to the house really. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, we didn't, we like, we didn't have any friends or family over, um, for probably like three months. Uh, we had, well, we had one, one friend come over who had been quarantined for like 30 days. And, you know, I mean, back, you know, when the first, when the, um, lockdown happened, you know, it just kind of seemed like everyone was going to die, <laughs> you know, yeah, know. Just like, you yeah. know, for those first few weeks and I'm like holding this you know, a little baby. And I'm just like, this is unreal. You know, this is unreal. Um, and you know, luckily things started to slowly kind of, uh, dissipate and, and things kind of got back to normal. And, uh, Katie's, Katie's dad actually was in the hospital in April, uh, waiting a heart transplant. And so <clears throat> we just had a lot going on that no first, kidding. that first, couple months of him being born um and uh we we uh drank too much alcohol um <laughs> uh, to get to get through um but we, we we made it through and we you know we're we're glad that 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 part of it is behind us no kidding um but you know the the great thing about um all of it was that the day um that um i was supposed to go back to work um i got an email the night before saying don't come into the office you know because of covid and i never went back ever so (laughs) i i I quit my job and within the next couple of months and so it was kind of it was just kind of this weird like serendipitous moment where it was just like he was born like COVID happened. And then I got an email and they were like, don't come into the office. And then from that point on, like my life has been completely different since he was born because of that. So you brought up something I was going to say, cause I, I thought I was trying to get the timeline right in my head. Like I thought it was around that time that you went full time with Symmetric. So it was yeah. around that time. Yep. Yep. So, um, I, I worked, um, from March and then June 1st, I, I put in my two month notice. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It was, uh, cause I was, um, doing like it work and I was one of the, one of the three it guys that we had. And it was just, you know, I was trying to be generous to them cause they of were course. in kind of a tough, in a tough spot with COVID and stuff too. So, um, it kind of, it kind of worked out for, for both of us. So, but yeah, September, September one was the official, um, I guess day that I was fully self-employed. So that's, that's awesome. Now, do you, do you feel like that you, cause I, cause I knew, you know, me and you were talking behind the scenes, cause you've obviously done a lot of 
I don't know if you're actually tired of doing logos for Jay and I yet or not. <laughs> you, you, you guys are like some of the only two that I'll do logos for. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Because you mostly do web work, right? Like mostly websites yeah. and stuff and mm-hmm. SEO type yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I. It's anytime people ask us about where we get our logos, I'm like, um, or, or I even get asked about covers, which I really know you hate doing. And I will be like, <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'll be like, uh, so my my literally my oldest friend does those for me, but he's not really into doing that. So yeah, yeah, it's like you know, it's one of those things that. I, with, with that kind of work, like doing the book covers and stuff, I, it it takes a lot out of me, I think, because, you know, I, um, it, it, with that type of creative stuff, I really have to be like, there's no time. There's no real, like, like putting a deadline on something like that is, is hard. It's hard for me because I have to be in the right creative mindset. Yeah. Um, to be able to knock something like that out. And because I don't do it all the time, it takes a lot of effort for me to kind of, um, kind of pull all, pull all that together. Um, and also when you're doing something like that for like a great friend, you know, you don't want to like, you know, I don't want to show you something and you'd be like, man, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it makes, well, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, those, those covers you did for me for the empty body series, I mean, that series is why I'm full-time now. So, (laughs) and why I'm able to make a living doing this. So, and I know the covers had a big part of that. So yeah, yeah, no, it does. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't want you to to take it the wrong way. I, I, I I, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad I was able to do that. And, And at that time I had a lot more time to, to work on those and do that. And so I, I really enjoyed it. I still, I still have all those books um, as well. So those are, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, and like you, I think you really nailed on the important thing. And it's something that um, I've actually been going through lately because I'm, um, I'm starting to work with authors. Like I'm going to do some editing and stuff and I want to do it, but I also know how much time it's going to take. And it's not the mm-hmm. primary thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm thinking about that when I'm thinking about how many clients I'm going to take, what I'm going to charge and all that. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes sense, dude. Like you, you said that it takes a lot of, it takes a ton of effort for you to sit down mm-hmm. and do a logo or a cover or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. not going to make as much money as you will doing a website or something, which, right. which from what I'm gathering just doesn't take as much mental like exertion for what you're mm-hmm. gonna, for what the return on that time is going to get you. Right. Right. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, you know, I think, if I was, if I, if I was more of a, a full-time like graphic designer and stuff like that, I, it would probably be different. Um, but you know, doing like websites and stuff like that, it's, it's become, um, more of a, a second nature, I guess it's, it's more natural for me to design a website than it is to do like book designs and graphic designs and like t-shirts and, and stuff like that. And part of it is I'm like, you know, like I've just kind of hodgepodge learned how to do graphic design over the years. Like I'm not, I have, I've never, I never went to school. 
I never have like had any training. Like I do stuff that people would probably cringe at, but I get it done. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I get the, I get the end result, but like the way I get there is probably like people would probably be like, Oh my gosh, he's like, it's like taking him way much more time than it should to be able to do that. Um, and so that's probably part of it too, is that I'm not very efficient at it. Whereas doing websites, like I can, I can do them very efficiently. And, and so I think that plays a big part of it too. Well, you're awesome at logos. I mean, the logo work you've done Thanks, for man. us has been, has been awesome. I'm actually trying to pull something out to show you. This isn't going to be good for people listening, but the, uh, Jay, uh, just gave me this last week. It's a, uh, it's a coin with the three-story method. Logo oh, nice. It. Yeah. Cool. So, um, like we get a lot of comments about the three-story method logo. I mean, the, uh, the writer's ink logo, our career author stuff. You, you did the logo for this podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which, uh, yeah. which was, I know was kind of a challenge for, it was a little different for you. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I tried to be patient with that one, but I'm glad you got to me pretty quick. Cause I've been moving really fast on this. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I like, you know, I, I can enjoy, enjoy them at the pace that, that you guys, you know, yeah. work with because you guys you know you guys are different in the sense of um you know you're not like a business where there's like this super hardcore deadline yeah. in like a week or something like that but yeah um but um you know it's um it's good to have like when you guys email me and you're like hey we're starting another podcast or, you're like, of course or you whatever are. yeah of course you are um you know it's exciting for me i like because I, I like doing logos for for you guys um and i think you guys like my style of work which for is sure. great too you know yeah. so yeah. yeah there's there's actually a, you you won't know you wouldn't know this but in our space in our like in the writing community space that we occupy there's a joke about taking a shot every time jay starts a new podcast <laughs> so, so um it, it's it's it, like you've you've done it. You've already done a logo for one, one for us that we haven't, a podcast we haven't even announced yet. So oh, wow. um, the, the one that had the cartoon pictures of us. Both oh of yeah, us. yeah. Yeah. We haven't yeah. even announced that podcast yet. Oh nice. That's so um, hopefully we didn't rush you on that one, but, uh, but I don't think we did. I think you, yeah, right. no, no, but, no. but um, well, I, well, one thing I was going uh, to ask, come back, I started to ask it. And we went off on tangent, which is fine. Like, all this is relevant for creatives and entrepreneurs and stuff. But um, sure. do you, uh, so I know that, cause we were having talks behind the scenes, like I, and I would, I was asking you pretty periodically, like, Hey man, how far, how close are you to going full time? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like if COVID wouldn't have happened that how that that would have put off you going full time by yourself? Um, well, so I was kind of aiming at 2020 um, before COVID. Um, so that was kind of the goal. And then when COVID happened, I thought this might just blow up my whole plan to, to go, you know, full time on my own. Um, and actually it did the opposite. Um, so um, like, I, I think, I think what COVID forced a lot of businesses to do was to kind of think about their online presence. Cause so many people weren't able to go uh, into offices and storefronts and things like that so a lot of businesses were really kind of you know turning to the online uh market and so we actually um had a lot of business in 2020 um which was which was awesome and so 
Um, I think, I think in some way that helped, you know, um, uh, for that reason. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I, in my mind, I thought, you know, moving to self-employment, it was going to be this, like, I was going to walk into my boss's office and be like, you know, I quit and (laughs) there's going to be this big celebration. And I was going to, you know, and it just kind of was like this weird, like slow fizzle. And then, you know, I'd already been working at home because of COVID. And so there wasn't this real, like clean cut, like I, I did it type yeah, moment I get what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> you know it was just kind of like it kind of just like slowly like morphed into that in a way yeah um but you know it honestly it 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 all worked out perfectly and, and luckily um or thankfully for for the business that that I've grown um I've, I've been able to do it over the past eight to ten years um and and kind of do it as like a side hustle um, and I've got, you know, I've had <clears throat> my wife working for the business. She's actually been working for the business full time longer than I have. Um, yeah. I saw when you go to the website, yeah. a little chat thing pops up with her face. I was like, Oh, there's Kate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, she, she actually, um, has a marketing degree and she, um, lost her job back in 2016 and she was going to look for another job. And I was like, hold on. I was like, let's see if we can. Oh, Let's yeah. see if we can make this work, you know. And so we we did, and she we got her integrated into the business, and then um, it took me a you know a few years to kind of get to where I could do it, and um, and uh, now we're 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 in a really good spot, and uh, we've got good steady work. We've got um, actually a, a designer and developer in Italy that we work with now. Oh wow! Uh, who, who works works for our team, um, and like a couple of other project managers and stuff. So we're growing and, and it's kind of taken on this life of it, of its own. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been great and it's different than what I thought it would be as far as the transition. And, you know, like a lot of people I talk to that start businesses, they just start a business, boom, you know, and mine's just kind of been this kind of growing thing over time. And I don't, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. It's just kind of, you know, I think every, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, um, you just kind of have to take it one day at a time and, and, you know, try to make the best decisions that you can each day. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think that, you know, you can uh, mitigate your risk a little bit. <laughs> like I, I think, sure. I think the way you did it, you did it very similar to what I did to where, and this is what I recommend, like I, I talked to an author the other day who, you know, wrote one book and then quit their job. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think they were in a financial position because sure. of their, their partner and stuff where they could, but it did, it didn't end up working out. And I'm like, well, if you do it on the side for a while and, you know, you start putting money away and you, you see, you mm-hmm. build it and you see, Oh, I can actually, you get to a point where you can at least come close to replacing your income. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that in everyone's circumstances is different. Like this sure. is, this is the, the, um, like, you know, the first couple of years I was full time cat was, has really, was really the breadwinner and was making more money mm-hmm. than me. But we, mm-hmm. but the other part of it is, we live, we live a lifestyle in such a way that we just don't need a lot of money. <laughs> like mm-hmm, we don't have, mm-hmm. a bunch, we don't have debt besides our house and sure. we just don't spend a lot of money. So I think mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. Um, sure. But, but I definitely think like that slow build it's hard and mm-hmm. you're going to see, 
I'm sure you were like me where you saw a lot of early mornings and late nights. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've told the story a million times how I would spend my lunch break in the backseat of my car, typing on my laptop so I could get words mm-hmm. in. And I mean, mm-hmm. but it, but in the end it's worth it because yeah. now we own our time, you know, right. and, and nothing's right. more valuable to me than time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it taught me too. And, and I, I always kind of had this, idea that I wanted to be self-employed when I had kids because I knew the opportunity was there. And so that the the carrot was kind of dangling in front of me because I had this business and it it had the opportunity to to serve that purpose for me. And then, you know, now that Theo's here being able to, you know, take him to daycare in the morning and, and do all that kind of stuff is just so important to me. You know, I couldn't, you know, having to, having to get up and, you know, drive to an office every day and, and, you know, not be able to do that would, (laughs) would, would not be great um, for me. And, and I know there's a lot of people that do, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, that get up and go to, go to a job and, um, you know, you know, come home and then they get probably like, a couple hours with their kid, especially if they're under, <laughs> under a certain age, you know, it's like they go to bed really early. So if you go to work from eight to five and your kid goes to bed at like seven 30, that's like, yeah. you know, only a few hours a day. So I'm, I'm super thankful that, uh, you know, I get to spend as much time with them as I do. Yeah. The, the time that I really felt like I, I don't want to say made it, but I, but I was, I was very grateful for, all the work I put in and for, you know, and some of the luck I had and, and everything that went into it was um, when Haley was in, was in daycare, they did a, um, they did a thing one morning called donuts with dad. I think it was around mm-hmm. father's day or something. It was, but, um, but it was for me, it was, uh, of course I'm going like, there was no, yeah. I didn't have to ask anybody, nothing. I just mm-hmm. went, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, and I went and I, out of a class of like 15 kids, I was one of four dads there. And, and so there were three other dads there. And I just remember like other kids were crying, asking for their dads, having to call their dads on the phone, going to the office. And I just kind of looked around. I was like, dude, this is nothing. I don't have to worry about missing things like this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. for me, and, and yeah, at my old job, I probably could have gone. It wouldn't have been a big deal, but I would have had sure. to ask. I would, there's always right. that weirdness of like, I can't believe mm-hmm. I have to ask for this again. Like right. but being able to just get up. Okay. Of course I'm going mm-hmm. was really the moment where I was like, man, everything I've done and all the work that, that I've put in and uh, is totally worth it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It's, uh, you know, it's just so freeing to be able to, you know, do, like you said, do what you want when you want without, you know, having to ask or having to do that, especially when it's something that involves your kids. And I think on the, on the flip side of that too, you kind of have to learn how to, how to boss yourself around a little bit too, because as I've, as I've learned, you know, you can, uh, time can slip away from you. Um, especially when you're new, it, it kind of, you know, managing your own time and your own business and stuff like that. I think there's, there's moments when you um, can overwork yourself as well. You know, when you, you know, you just, you're just stuck on something and you want to work on it and get it done. Um, And then, you know, vice versa, where you're, 
you know, you're not sitting down and getting enough stuff done. So there's a balance there of, uh, you know, time management and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, I'd say through it all, all the, um, the days that you think, you know, this isn't going to last or um, you lose a client or, you know, something happens or someone's upset with you for whatever, uh, the days that you get to, you know, go do stuff with your kids and your family and make up for it every time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. And, uh, and I think the key to what you were saying, I mean, and I'm curious, like what works for you and what your routines are, but I mean, you know, I, I know I, and I'm not always great at this, but I try to, I've tried to set up like some boundaries, like have mm-hmm. hard stops in my day where I'm like, okay, this is, I'm done working after this time mm-hmm. and things. And, and I'm, I'm pretty routine. Like I'm, Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a pretty strict routine in the morning to like, get my mind going to sit down and be creative. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm a big time blocker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what, um, cause you, you bring that up. And I think a lot of pers- people learn with COVID, you know, that mm-hmm. they working at home is awesome, but there's a lot, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard yeah. when there's no one looking over your shoulder. So like, what are some things that you've put in place to kind of help you with that? Um, you know, I'm still, I'm still working on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we, um, Theo actually was uh, in our, has been in our house up until about a month ago. So he okay. just started, he just started daycare. Um, that makes so a big difference. <laughs> it makes a huge, it makes a huge difference. So we had, we had some part-time help like in the house. Um, and when he was really little, it was, you know, he wasn't like mobile and stuff yet. So of course, um, it was pretty easy to, kind of stay, you know, separated and in different rooms and stuff like that, be able to focus. Um, but as he got older, um, you know, he'd, he'd come knock on my door, you know, or something like that. And I'd be on a call or whatever. Um, but uh, now that he's, he's been back at daycare, it's been a lot easier to kind of like, you know, here's when we wake up, here's kind of our morning routine and we're out the door and I'm at my desk at, you know, nine o'clock and, that type of stuff. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, when you have the, the opportunity, obviously to, uh, like you said, create those morning routines and block out certain time to be creative and stuff like that and block out time to do, you know, check emails and communicate stuff like that is extremely important. Um, for me, um, you know, I try to be at my desk, um, by nine ready to kind of rock and roll, um, and then usually the, the, the one thing that I have to do is just kind of get out of the house at some point, because if yeah. I'm just at my, my desk all day, um, I kind of just get burnt out. And so I, I make myself, um, go to the gym. So I leave at like two every day and just go and listen to heavy metal and don't talk to anyone and <laughs> <laughs> work out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do this. I, I usually, I try to get out for a walk or a bike ride or go to the gym mm-hmm. like a, a, every mm-hmm. single day. And I'm also, I'll go work at a local coffee shop just to kind of change mm-hmm. scenery a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you one thing you'll find too, as Theo gets older. Um, and one thing that's been really nice over the last year when Haley was, has been home work. Cause we didn't send her to daycare during the summer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I had to be, my work hours are a little weird, but even now, like I can schedule, things like this in the afternoon and she's more self-sufficient now she's right. and can do so I can be like, okay, babe, like I'm about to be recording, 
you know, you can't come knock on my door, but you, you know, you can play Minecraft and you can go grab a snack if you need it. Mm -hmm. And she could do things on her own now and like be self-sufficient for like an hour or so at Mm -hmm. least before I go out and I can go back into dad mode. So you'll, you'll get there. It's, you know, don't rush it obviously because enjoy him where he is now, but it, things do, they do obviously get a lot more independent and things get a little bit Mm -hmm. easier as you go along. Mm -hmm. So yeah 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 that's that's uh something we're looking forward to i mean just him being at daycare has been a huge a huge help you know you kind of when they're at your house and you send them to daycare initially you feel a little bit guilty but honestly it's so good for him and his development and you'll be super happy about it yeah yeah he's already more affectionate to us like he got to the point where he was just like tired of us you know (laughs) he was like he's like tired of mom and dad and now he goes to he goes to daycare and then when he comes home he's happy to see us and he's he's been social so he's learning how to socialize and play with other kids and he's just you know he's he's thriving there yeah Um, i feel like it made a huge difference with Haley going to daycare mm -hmm, because it just mm -hmm. it set her up so much more socially like she learned a lot of stuff while she was in daycare Mm -hmm. it helped her and um when she went to kindergarten and she actually ended up because so she's, you know, cause she's a summer birthday. She's in that weird spot where she actually ended up going to a thing called kindergarten readiness. So she, she essentially did kindergarten twice, which okay. ended up being awesome because mm-hmm. of COVID because they, mm-hmm. but, you know, when she missed the whole, most of the second semester of her, or the real kindergarten, she'd kind of already done it. So right, right. Like she was, so it was, we were thankful for it, you know, plus like, um, if she would have started kindergarten when she was five, you know, the thing they told us was you can't really think about now. You need to think about when they're going in high school and stuff, being a year younger. And I was like, ah, mm-hmm. that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Cause I, I know it helped me. Cause I was um, like, you were a grade ahead of me, but I should have been in your grade because I, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I was 18 my whole senior year and mm-hmm. I never failed a grade. I just started school late. So, right but, right um, right so that was kind of going in that decision with her as well mm-hmm. you know? but yeah um, yeah you so you mentioned uh you mentioned metal um i, I did i didn't want to get out of here without talking about music mm-hmm. a little bit so sure um i know uh you know you uh you play guitar which is funny because um it's funny that you and i both ended up becoming musicians because i remember yeah. um i remember us hanging out in your bedroom and you had a guitar but you didn't really ever touch it. It was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I don't know why it's coming to my head. I, I have this distinct memory of us sitting in your room, listening to white zombie. Like <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got Astro creep 2000 and us listening to that record. Um, and the other band I always think about when I think about being at your house and I don't, it's so funny is tr- a tribe called quest. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was, um, I think that was my brother. My, so, my brother yeah. was really into a tribe called Quest. And so, um, of course, I was always pulling CDs out of his. I think that was know, why. CDK. Yeah. And yeah. you have them yeah. in the closet. And I remember, I don't know, I think about that. And I think about us playing Street Fighter. Like, um, oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, Good old days. but, uh, but yeah, it was so it was funny to me later when I'm like, oh, he actually ended up picking up that guitar and learning how to play it. And then of course I, you know, end up playing drums and I was in, I'm not really doing that actively anymore, but I was in bands in my twenties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
But um, so what's going on with the music front with you guys and Modern Myth? Because I know in a, you, you guys did in 2018, put your record out. I have a vinyl copy here in my room and um, it's, it's awesome. You know, you guys raised a lot of money and stuff to put that record out and all that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm assuming the pandemic has probably affected you guys some. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, <clears throat> like right after we released that album, um we you know we're at the end of the day we're all just a bunch of dads in a band and it's just kind of one of those things that that um really just kind of keeps us keeps our friendships together you know i'm i would say i'm best friends with all the guys in the band and um you know we we just kind of love having that time to get together and share that you know, that moment of writing music and stuff like that. And so it was like, as soon as after we released that album, um, we just kind of went back and started writing more music again. Cause it's not like we, you know, we, we don't really have the resources to tour or do, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not, we're not like a regular band or anything. And so we're like, well, let's just keep writing music and, you know, we'll put out another record or whatever. And so um, we started, uh, we started writing um, like, right at the end of um let's see i guess 2018 right when that album came out and i uh, got everything kind of done and went into the studio january of 2020 and got all the way up to like recording vocals and then like theo was born and then COVID happened and so um we started we started kind of jamming again over the past year and um it's just kind of been a slow process really between um our our other uh guitar player matt um hasn't had another son since then and so things are moving kind of kind of slow um and uh but we're we're close we're hoping by uh 2022 we'll have that that record done so that'll be that'll be fun yeah yeah, it's it, it's funny you said a couple of things I want to touch on. Like for one, um, when Jay and I were recording this podcast, um, and I don't think his is aired by the time yours comes out. I think it's a few weeks after. But yeah, we were talking about our days being in bands because he's a guitar player, and mm-hmm. uh, and we were talking about um, like what we miss the most. And I think we both answered the camaraderie. Like I I, I tried to start a band. I I. I was, I was thinking about starting like a nineties grunge rock cover band about, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it was probably nine years ago or so. And I did like one practice with these guys that I just kind of randomly met and then never saw them again. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. there's no, like, yeah, we thought it's just not the same as doing it with your friends. Like when I was yeah. in bands before yeah. it was always with, you know, um, especially the last band I was in where that I was in with Kat and, uh, and my best friend Blake and, and our buddy Daniel, like, we were all just super tight and it was more, mm-hmm. I realize now like it's, it was more about that than anything. Sure. And, and that's yeah. really what I miss. So I think the fact yeah. that you guys, that's kind of what holds y'all together is all. And I think the other thing is like, not, I think the biggest lesson of what you said is not everything that not every creative endeavor we start has to be this big money making we're gonna like it can just be something you do for fun you know exactly and and because i think what i mean i deal with a lot of authors who want to be full-time and they they you know for whatever reason they just think that that's the life they want and i it's Mm -hmm. trust me it's awesome i'm not complaining but Mm -hmm. it also 
when when writing became wh- what I had to do and not just like what sure. I enjoyed doing, outside, it changes your relationship with it. It, it just does. does. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, I don't know, like, I, I think being able to just do it as a hobby and just as a way to keep your friendship together, I think there's a big lesson in that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I, I can say the exact same thing for, you know, doing web design and stuff like that. And I think there's moments when you feel really inspired and you're, you know, you're like, you, you, you still get that, those creative juices flowing and you feel super excited to be doing it. But you also have those moments where you're, um, you know, you have to. So you're kind of like forced to do it, even on days when you don't feel like doing it. Um, but, you know, the the band is, has been that perfect, like, kind of, I guess, creative outlet that, that fills that void that I used to get from doing like graphic design and web design on the side and for fun and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I... You know, I, uh, I think we have, um, there's my wife peeking in the door. Um, (laughs) but you know, we, we have so much fun with it and just using the music as an excuse to hang out and our, our wives probably wouldn't let us all hang out if we didn't have this band. Like, are you just going over to the hangout? You can't do that. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, um, it kind of keeps our, our friendship together and it's just fun to have, something to kind of work on and create with your friends you know it's just it's just it's neat to be able to like hey you know we we did this together and we you know we each have our own perspective on music and you know some of us like certain types of music some of us like other types of music um, and that all kind of comes out in the end product you know because everybody has their own opinion and stuff like that and it's you know the thing the thing about a band is it is like being in a relationship. That's for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I mean, you have, you know, you have those conversations with your bandmates that you probably wouldn't have with anybody else. Oh yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. I guess it's because it's just so, um, I don't know. Everybody has their own, I guess, kind of opinion on how things should sound or could sound or whatever. Yeah. There's Um, something about creating collaboratively like that, knowing when, knowing when to let go of an idea and knowing when to really push. And I mean, cause Jay and I, we, we wrote like 13 books or something like that together and we're not really doing stuff anymore. And I, I kind of miss that sometimes because now I'm just Mm -hmm. writing by myself and it'd be nice. Mm -hmm. And I can still call him or my buddy Tyler and we can, um, I can bounce ideas off them and stuff, but it's just not the same as like when we were Mm -hmm. in a project together, you know, and, and and we, we could do that. But, um, I, I do, I do definitely miss that sometimes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's something else I was going to say related to that, but I I don't know. It's it's irrelevant, but, um, yeah. So we're coming up on about an hour, but, uh, yeah, I I do have to ask, (laughs) do your, so do your parents still live in the same house? They do. Yeah. They, <laughs> and I just drove past, I just drove past your, uh, your house, like <clears throat> probably three weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what's funny is, uh, for some reason, every time I drive down your, your old street, I just remember, I don't remember if we were playing hockey or baseball, but you, you had some neighbors that lived across the street, the Snyder's. 
the Snyders. Yep. <laughs> um, and I remember they had like a garage that had some like glass, like panes or something in it. And we were playing baseball or something. I, one of us hit a ball or a puck or something straight through their garage door. And that's all. I don't know. Every time I drive down that street, I just remember that. Were you the one, were you the one with me? <laughs> this is, this is so stupid. <laughs> were you the one with me when I went outside in my front yard and drove golf balls down the street? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, right. Still yeah. Down there. <laughs> yeah. Cause your dad bought one of those big, like, nets that you could hit golf balls into yeah. and i think we were we were doing that at one time in your backyard and then for whatever reason took it out front <laughs> oh i don't remember any net though i just remember going outside and teeing up and i remember hitting a car way down down the street <laughs> oh my god <laughs> maybe we shouldn't let our kids play by themselves <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i'm bringing it all back around but, but uh it's it's funny too man like i still to this day remember your parents phone number oh my god i will not so say funny. it on the air but, <laughs> right. but yeah. if you remember like when we did the last time we did hang out that was how i initially got in touch with you because that was before facebook and stuff i called your yeah, house was, and I, and talked was... to your mom <laughs> Oh my gosh. And got yeah, your you cell phone it, number from her. I was going to say, yeah, if you, if you call that number, she'll probably still answer the phone. I don't remember yeah, any of my phone numbers, but I remember your, it's so funny. I don't, it's that's so, so funny. Brain is so weird, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But wow. well, man, um, what, uh, where can people find symmetric modern myth, all that stuff? Yeah. So uh, symmetric, uh, we are symmetricdesign.co online we're actually uh our our website's a little uh a little outdated with some of our recent work we've been so busy we haven't updated it but we're we're about to launch a new uh a new website and a new logo and a new brand so hopefully by 2022 that'll all be updated with our new portfolio and all that good stuff um and then uh, modern myth uh to stay updated with them i would say probably uh instagram is probably where we'll be sharing okay. updates and stuff once we uh have something to share um and i believe that uh, we are modern myth is our uh handle on uh on instagram awesome cool i'll make sure i put that uh down the show notes and all that good stuff okay. so awesome <clears throat> dude we'll have to do this again sometimes i have a yeah we could, we could have talked for another hour probably so yeah. Yeah, and there's even sure. stuff about you transitioning to your full time i didn't even ask about so we'll have to we'll do this sure. again at some point yeah anytime man that's great awesome. well thanks for coming on dude i love you man you too man all take right. care Bye. all right see you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Creator Dad Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join the official Creator Dad Discord community where fellow Creator Dads like you and me connect to discuss our creative endeavors, parenting, relationships, music, movies, and TV, sports, money, all the things that dudes love to talk about. Get all the details at patreon.com slash creatordad.